deal with the reproductive system, whether or not that it's time that you're ready for a child, whether or not... We're going to pull up about halfway. Forming that they're somehow concerned, and that's not the military that I served in. We need to return our military uh, to focusing on uh, commitment, focusing on the core values and the core mission. That would be something that I could take care of on day one. Uh, there'll be a new sheriff in town as commander-in-chief, and I think you'll see recruiting start to get back to where it needs to be because people don't want to join a woke military, and I think it's been really, really problematic. Look, in terms of what's going on over in Eastern Europe, um, you know, I'd like to see a, a settlement of this. I do not want to see a wider war. I think it's completely unknowable what it will look like in January of 2025. Uh, but I would not want to see uh, get a mess uh, in a war in Russia or in Ukraine. Cohen, I want to get your response to that. It's more about what went down. But first, let's take a quick break. No. Then Micelle is here. Breathe some light into your own backyard with FastGrowingTrees.com this spring. From shade to fresh fruit to privacy and natural beauty, let FastGrowingTrees.com help you plant your dream. That while he was at a function, sneezed, all right, ends up with snot in his hands and with that weird crazy laugh of his starts wiping his hands on one of his, on one of his, um, you know, guests at the event. I, so if you have it, throw that thing up. It is nauseating. This is like, oh, in 24 hours, that's a Donald Trump bullshit line. I'm good. In 24 hours, I could resolve this entire thing. Let me tell you something, you asshole. You can't resolve shit in 24 hours, all right? That's the funniest thing. They all say this thing. Ah, uh, that's it. I want to run for the presidency. I can resolve everything in 24 hours. First of all, the death ceiling, 24 hours, I'll use articles. Uh, I'll go right to the 14th Amendment, and I'm going to pass the death ceiling. I'm going to now wipe it out. I'm going to add another five members to the Supreme Court, and we're going to overturn the Dobbs decision. At the same point in time, I'm going to come up with an immigration plan in 24 hours. I'm going to figure this whole thing out. Taxes, I'm going to lower taxes. I'm going to lower oil because I'm going to start drilling. Uh, you know, somewhere here in the United States where we have 300 billion. I mean, they all make these things. I'm going to fill the wall and, no, we don't need Mexico to pay for it because we're going to have so much money from my oil, the 350 billion barrels of oil that we have here in America, more than Iran, more than Saudi Arabia, all of them combined. We're going to take that money and we're going to fill the wall. Vote for Michael, all right? These fucking idiots with their 24 hours. This asshole can't figure out shit in 24 hours. And I hate the fact that they say it because these mental midgets that are there that don't understand anything about politics, they don't understand how government works, they're buying into this bullshit that people like Death Santis and Dump, you know, keep spilling out and, you know, and grifting off of and so on. 24 hours, sure, you know, give him 24 years, and he may even start to get close. We've got the clip of DeSantis huh. wiping his snot on some other side, that's it. He's crazy. Okay, go back down. You look, it's ridiculous. Um, 
Goofy. I want to find out who this guy is that, you know, that got his jacket, you know, snotted by Ron DeSantis. And I think we need to send a, a cleaning bill to the DeSantis campaign. I mean, that's just <laughs> disgusting. Can you imagine he's sitting there and he's wiping his dirty hand on some guy's jacket, unbeknownst to the guy who's there? You know, I guess it must be some sort of a fundraiser. That's the guy who we wanted to purchase. How about that Dr. Evil laugh of his? There's something so wrong with him. Sinister. so wrong with dumb. Are you going to try to tell me that in this country that we don't have people better than Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis? When they mentioned he authorized forced feeding at Guantanamo. in order to run, you know, for their party. I mean, look, there are others uh, that are out there. Why they just get no traction, why these two dopes are getting it, I don't have an answer. I really I, don't I, have an answer. It goes I, I, to show I, you how poor our political system, you know, really functions and operates. How someone yeah. like a George Santos can win a seat and stay in, how someone like a Kevin McCarthy could be the Speaker of the House. There's something really going on in our country that it's really dangerous. And somewhere along the line, then, you know, with political beatdown, with the Midas Touch Network, with Maya Culpa, with all, with all the things, we really, you hit the nail right on the head. Vote, 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 vote. All right, and as we're voting, make sure you keep saying gay, 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 right? And get rid of the dictators, get rid of the Trumps, get rid of these folks that have a problem with somebody else, that have a problem with how you want to deal with your reproductive system, whether or not that time that you're ready for a child, whether or not that, you know, you, you want to you okay, you know, you, you love you, you want to love you. The fact that they stick with uh, all of this other, you know, all this other business of people, instead of worrying about the country, it really goes to show you that we've lost our way, and we need to find it, and we need to get back to normal. There was a story that broke also right before we went live from uh, the insider about how Lauren Bobert's son, a few months back, had called the police uh, and said that uh, his father um, was attacking him and grabbing him. And then Lauren Bobert grabbed the phone and put on his mom, you know, and just basically like hung up on the police. And the bottom line is that what they try, and then by the way, that day she, she posted on Twitter some religious message about Jesus this or, or, or whatever it is. And it was like, you know, Lauren Bober, you need to stop focusing on what other private citizens want to do to be happy in our own lives. Like, please, just let us be alone. But when you talk about Lauren Bobert or Santos or DeSantis or Trump or McCarthy, there was a theme in all of the people that you named, and it's not both sides, right? You, you named all of these people 
who are the face of the modern-day Republican Party. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Jim Jordan, uh, Paul Gosar, James Gosh, Holy, you got, you know, uh, Mark Meadows. I mean, you got them all, Matt Gaetz. You know, Marjorie Toilet Green, all of them. They're fucking nuts. That's and here's really the thing, like, it, you know, and the reality is if McCain won in 2008, you know, I think McCain would have made a great president. You know, I think if Mitt Romney won in 2012, I think that I probably would have disagreed with Romney on a lot of things, but I think that Romney has the nation's interest in, in his heart, and I think Romney would be a competent person who would not be saying America should be called out of death. Russia, if you're listening. A great mental virus. And so Fucking outrageous. The, the virus, if you will, because everything's a projection of the Niger Republicans, but that is a Trump virus. The modern-day Republican Party is now the Trump MAGA Republican Party. It is who they are. And you compare what's going on with Trump and DeSantis here. Right before we went live, this was the Democratic leader in the House of Representatives, Hakeem Jeffries. Just, watch the difference. This is what the Democratic leader is like. And so we have to make sure we avoid it as a Democrat is saying, treat people like a human being. 
That's not politicizing an issue. That's not Democrats engaging in a culture war. You're calling for the killing of human beings. That's what it's about. When you're out there shooting your AR-15 at Bud Light cans because they support Pride or LGBTQ+, it's not a culture war to be like, can you stop doing that, you crazy people? Yes, agreed with you. But I want to change, I want to add one thing because I'm not 100% in line with what you're saying. Yes, the Democrats, Joe Biden, I'm telling you, he is a very decent human being with a lot of empathy. King Jeffrey, the same, makes perfect sense. He is a decent, decent person. Here's the problem. I know what I want as an American citizen. I know what you want as Americans. And I know what our brigaders want as American citizens. We want results. Personally, I don't care if you do it with a nasty tongue like I have. I don't care if you tell Putin to go fuck himself in Macy's window. I don't give a shit about any of that. Kick Marjorie Taylor Greene right in her ass, right, while walking down her, you know, what, give her a slap across the side of the head because she's sitting there with an AR-15 on her lapel, which is repre-fucking-hensible after so many children, after so many innocent people are gunned down day in and day out and day in and day out, and all we do is send an emoji with the hands, prayers, and thoughts and bullshit. These are lost lives, and there's nothing more precious than, than human life. We are looking for results, and that's why Donald Trump right now still has this 26 28 percent diehard because he's promising them results in 24 hours i'm going to fix the whole thing in 24 hours i'm going to fix the entire i can do it with the power of the presidency what he's doing is projecting which is a lie because he doesn't have the intelligence in order to do it in the time period but he's promising results you didn't hear that even in that Jeffrey's well-thought-out speech, and I'm going to tell you, talking about results. In 2020, um, Hakeem Jeffrey and Ted Lou penned a letter to document FOIA regarding an unconstitutional remand by the former administration and against me that put me in solitary confinement for an additional 15 days, bringing it up to 51 days, all right? Ask me what happened to that case. What happened to their request? Well, it wasn't until Ted Lou was on MSNBC, um, I think it was Alex Witt, turned around and said, well, you know, by the way, you penned this letter in 2020, it's now 20, almost 2022, 18 months later. Have you heard back? Have you followed through? Have you gotten any documents? Blah, blah, blah. The answer is, you know, I don't know. I, I, I have to check. All right. Then they go ahead and they finally send me a letter stating that they're going to look into it. Well, now it's almost three and a half years. It's three and a half years. And there's no investigation. There's no investigation then either. Where is the follow-through? Let me go back to the word of the day now, second to accountability. 
It's called results. What have they done to get results? Don't you want to show that the former administration violated the United States Constitution, that they created a political prisoner in our own country because I refuse to waive my First Amendment constitutional right? Do they not understand that if that play in some playbook ever comes to fruition and they get passed, what you know? What they failed to get past with me, thanks to God, will thank him a million times. Judge Alvin K. Hellerstein. Can you imagine what happens to our democracy? You lose your ability to freely speak. You now have state-run media like they have in Russia with their magazines and newspapers called Pravda, which is truth in Russian, which is really untruth, like Trump's truth social. What are we talking about? Do they not realize that the implications of their failure to produce results is substantial and it's American democracy that's hanging by a thread? The answer to that is no, because they move on to the next soundbite. They move on to the next, you know, um, campaign slogan in order to raise money for their coffers. That's the problem. We need people who are results-oriented. And until we start putting results-oriented people into Congress, into the White House, and so on, we're going to fall apart day in and day out. And you know what? You do need to be a little bit more like the Donald Trump way. Like, you know what? I am the president. In order for me to do what I need, I need five more members to be placed, five more judges to be placed on the Supreme Court. All right? That's what you need to do. And if you don't like what I'm saying, fuck you. I'm doing it anyway. Take me to court. But these five people are going on the Supreme Court tomorrow. Well, it seems to be, though, what you're saying, though, is more about the messaging. Because let's be clear, Donald Trump didn't do shit. Nothing. He did not do anything he said. So he's not results-oriented. But if you want to actually talk about results-oriented, let me just give you a full, a little recount results, okay, under Joe Biden. He passed a $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure package to increase investment in national network of bridges, roads, airports, public transport. He helped get out more than 500 million life-saving COVID-19 vaccinations. He stopped a 30-year streak of federal inaction on gun violence by signing a bipartisan safer and community act. He made a $369 billion investment in climate change. He pulled troops out of Afghanistan. He provided for 10 to 20,000 in college debt relief, which Republicans are trying to block. He cut child poverty in half through the America Rescue Plan. He capped prescription drug prices at $2,000 per year for seniors on Medicare through the Inflation Reduction Act. He passed the COVID-19 relief deal that provided payments of up to $1,400 to many struggling U.S. citizens. He achieved historically low unemployment rates after the pandemic. Since 1969. Minimum corporate tax from some of the largest corporations in the country. He recommitted America to the global fight against climate change by rejoining the Paris Agreement. He strengthened the NATO alliance in support of Ukraine. He authorized yeah, the assassination but, uh, of al-Qaeda terrorists. I'm in Al-Qaeda. He gave Medicare the power to negotiate prescription mm -hmm. drug prices. He's been holding 
Vladimir Putin accountable through stiff sanctions. He's boosted the budget of the IRS by nearly $80 billion to reduce tax evasion and increase revenue. Created more jobs in one year, $6.6 billion, than any president in United States history. He reduced health care premiums under the Affordable Care Act by $800 per person. He signed the ACT Act to address service members' exposure to burn chips. To burn pits. He signed the Chips and Science Act to strengthen American manufacturing and innovation. He reauthorized the Violence Against Women Act for 2007. He halted all federal executions after the previous administration reinstated them. That seems like a someone who has done things. That seems to me like a results-oriented person. So what is the issue here? It seems like it's a communications messaging issue, and it seems like the media is broken for both sides of it. We're buying into the freaking bullshit that MAGA Republicans create every day where they just make up a lie and say, Biden's bribing people. We have secret whistleblowers out there. Front page. Biden's By the way, bribing. If you're listening to my upcoming Mea Culpa podcast with Doug Carmen, where he turns around and we talk about the pardons for sale. Pardons for sale is not a Joe Biden thing, my friends. Pardons for sale is a Donald Trump thing. And let's not forget, right out of the asshole's mouth, Jared Kushner. He wasn't involved in the January 6th insurrection because he was busy working on pardons. All of a sudden, the secretary of everything, a guy who's a senior advisor to the president, is now running the pardon office for the, for the government? I mean, when did this shit happen? I mean, this is the problem. And this is why I get animated and I'm frustrated. Because we as Americans need to be results-oriented. We need to not kick the can down the road. And by the way, that doesn't mean that the person who's results-oriented, if I was running and I was president, and I said, I'm going to fix immigration, I promise you, it's not going to be fixed on the first go-around. It's a trial and error process. Things are constantly changing. Things are changing. Numbers of people who want to come in, people who want to leave, you know, where they're coming from. There's so many moving factors that have to go into the equation in order to solve it. But that doesn't mean that you stop after one, right? Then you fix it and you keep fixing it and fix it again until you finally fix it. And that's what needs to be, it has to be about results. And yes, Joe Biden is doing a fantastic job, not getting the credit for it, because we as Democrats are terrible, terrible, fucking horrific when it comes to messaging, unlike the Republicans who take credit for everything that's positive. They take no responsibility for things that they've created that are negative, like Afghanistan and the extrication of people from Afghanistan. That's a That was a Donald Trump...
I mean, my God, when does enough become enough? And, you know, people sit there, they'll say, oh, well, you know, you used to be on his side. If it wasn't for you, Hillary Clinton would have won. And I'll tell you something, and I want to be very clear about it. All right. There is nothing. All right. That Donald could do, including shooting somebody on Fifth Avenue and taking credit for the shot that would have gotten Hillary to defeat Donald. I don't know exactly what it is. There is some people who they just don't translate with, you know, with um, the American people. She was not going to win under any circumstance. That's the way, you know, that's the way most people see it. Um, you know, I took responsibility for the things that I did. But one thing for certain, I spend every single waking day out there right now trying to, you know, trying to fix up. what up. I had done wrong. And again, if you've ever read Revenge, you'll understand that what I was alleged to have committed, I did not. And so I will still nevertheless continue to fight for America because America is worth fighting for. All right. Unlike Donald, whose belief system is America is not worth fighting for, but it is worth taking advantage so I could line my pockets. All right. That's what he's all about. It's how he decided to get into this race in the first place. It was a branding move. That the, that the campaign was supposed to be the greatest infomercial in U.S. political history. He didn't want to be president. It was a branding idea. I think Hillary Clinton could have won. And for all of Donald Trump's whining and complaining about the FBI, you don't hear... I had done wrong. And again, if you've ever read Revenge, you'll understand that what I was alleged to have committed, I did not. And so I will still nevertheless continue to fight for America because when does enough become enough? And you know, people sit there, they'll say, oh, well, you know, you used to be on his side. If it wasn't for you, Hillary Clinton would have won. And I'll tell you something that I want to be very clear about it. All right. There is nothing all right, that Donald could do, including shooting somebody on Fifth Avenue and taking credit for the shot that would have gotten Hillary to defeat Donald. I don't know exactly what it is. There is some people who they just don't translate with, you know, with um, the American people. She was not going to win under any circumstance. That's positive. They take no responsibility for things that they create. Governments spending time at Trump's old post office where he was making money. Mm. Safely, all right, from, you know, from Afghanistan, not an easy task. So we can go on and on and on about this. I'm telling you, you got to listen, for example, to Lev as he sits there, breaks down all of the inappropriate things. I don't hear Hillary Clinton on her social medias every day saying, I would have won, but James Comey came out with a report. He did a press conference in October that was total BS and violated every protocol. I mean, if you want to actually talk about FBI going against what their normal protocol is, how about the fact that James Comey, like, just freelanced on his own, gave a press conference without going through any of the appropriate channels, announcing that he was doing a criminal investigation of Hillary Clinton in the days leading up to the election. I mean, you want appropriate channels announcing that he was doing a criminal investigation.
all of the stupid conference in October that was total BS and violated every protocol. I mean, if you want to actually talk about, I think Hillary Clinton could have won. And for all of Donald Trump's whining and complaining about the FBI, you don't hear Hillary Clinton on her social medias every day saying, I would have won, but James Comey came out with a report. He did a press conference in October that was total BS and violated every protocol. I mean, if you want to actually talk about FBI going against what their normal protocol is, how about the fact that James Comey, like, just freelanced on his own, gave a press conference without going through any of the appropriate channels, announcing that he was doing a criminal investigation of Hillary Clinton in the days leading up to... For 2020 elections. elections. I mean, you want to you want to talk about violations of protocol, and she did it. You know, I don't see her whining today about that or saying I should be the president or all caps because she's an adult. Because she's. I mean, you want to you want to talk about violations of protocol, and she did it. You know, I don't see her whining today about that or saying I should be the president or all caps because she's an adult. Because she But you know what? And again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, make mention of this. While I acknowledge that Hillary certainly is an adult, she's a brilliant, brilliant person, and she would have certainly made a much better president than Donald did. I don't want people to forget all of the stupid shit that came out of Donald's mouth uh, in 2015, 2016 on his opening, his opening statement where he was announcing his race. He's attacking Mexicans. He's calling them murderers, rapists, drug dealers. But don't worry, some of them are good people, right? He called Nazis. They're good people on both sides. I mean, that was in Charlottesville. He engaged in conversations and he did things that... Anybody else would be laughed out of this country, would be sent into into the you know to the moon to live there by themselves in exile, but not. And he still won. So, you know, I don't want people to forget this simply because he had promised them results and they bought into the bullshit. And it's our job then to ensure that every time that, you know, what he claims to be, um, you know, his capabilities, that he would be the result oriented president 
you know, and so on, that we have to call them out and show, show the world, not just Americans, but show the world how he's lying, when he's lying, where he's lying, and so on. And by doing so, I'm pretty sure that, you know, um, our country will survive, that democracy will survive, and Joe Biden will be president again in 2024. And to all of those who still support this guy who says, he's not coming for me, he's not coming for me, I remind you of the famous quote, first they came for the socialist, and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionist, did not speak out, I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak for me. Speak for democracy, right. the brigaders. We need you right now to speak. It's not even about the Democrats. It's about pro-democracy, compassion, decency, which is embodied today far more in the Democratic Party than the modern-day MAGA Republican Party, which has no decency today. When was Special Counsel Jack Smith appointed? When did Jack Smith even take over his job to begin with? November of 2022. So about six months ago. So within the past six months, and if you factor in December and holidays, and remember, when Jack Smith was appointed, he was working in uh, the Netherlands. Uh, he was working as a war crimes prosecutor. He had a broken leg at the time as well, um, based on a bicycling accident. So he really starts in earnest in December. So to be clear here, the special counsel Jack Smith investigation, with all of the things that we've been talking about, with all of the developments before the grand jury, have happened in a five-month span. And what's happened in that five-month span? Donald Trump has manipulated and distorted our Constitution. He's tortured our Constitution, asserting every single privilege imaginable that Special Counsel Jack Smith had to fight each and every witness. You have to go to the federal judge. You have to get a court date. You have to get oppositions, reply briefs. You have to wait for the order. In Special Counsel Jack Smith's own mind, he would like to have prosecuted this thing yesterday, but the reality is, is that the court schedule, federal trial dates, the way it just takes, takes significant periods of time for these breakthroughs to occur that he did. Also, Donald Trump has hired lawyers through the grifting that he's done for every single one of these witnesses that we talk about. So when we talk about Walt Nauta, when we talk about the other, uh, you know, the, the other aide who's mentioned in this Washington Post story, they're all paid by the Save America PAC. And he pays everybody from Mark Meadows to the, the, the kitchen cleaner at Mar-a-Lago. Hundreds of thousands of dollars, each millions of dollars to obstruct. So I, I want to, the frustration I have is that Donald Trump has not been held accountable. But I do want to give that time frame because when you think about it, we're less than a year and within a one year process, to have an indictment, an investigation of a former president who stole classified documents, I, 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 I think, I think yeah, if Jack Smith do does it, here. to your point about Alvin Bragg doing it on his timetable, I think we have to trust Jack Smith a little bit. But I'm with you. I wanted to move quicker, but I think that's a healthy and debate to have. My criticism is not of Jack Smith. I 
acknowledge what you're saying, and I agree with you, Ben, wholeheartedly, that Jack Smith has moved in an expeditious manner, which is the way that he operates. I want to remind you and everybody else that when Jack Smith was brought on, this was not the first time that we had heard, uh, or I should say that the DOJ or NARA had heard that Donald was in possession of top secret documents, of documents that were removed from the White House inappropriately. That bullshit was going on for at least a year in advance, if not a year and a half, that they were pleading with him to return the documents. That's when he could, that he was continuously being requested by NARA in order to return these documents. And then claimed that they didn't have. Then they said that you do have them. He said, you're right. There's two boxes, three boxes, whatever. And so they went through those boxes. They returned them to government. And then they claimed again that Christina uh, Bob you know, uh, signed off on a document stating that she searched the facility, that there are no more documents around. Lie. Right. And then uh, on and on and on. So my point is the second that they found out that there are top secret documents in his possession, the, the very second that Christina Bob put in that affidavit, made the attestation that there are no more documents around based upon the statements of her client, and they knew right off the bat that that was a lie because there is an insider that's a whistleblower, so to speak, that is providing them with this information, including where the documents were located. Boom. That's when they should have turned around and that's when they should have raided the property, not a year later, not yeah. six months later. So while I acknowledge your timetable yeah, is spot on, Ben, and that's not when things started. All right. True. That was when Merrick Garland finally decided that, oh, now we need a special counsel in order to review what we already know, what Merrick Garland should have done what Bill Barr would have done if it was the other way around, right? He would have immediately filed an indictment. Yeah. That's what Bill Barr would have For done. Sure. If this was a Trump administration and the former administration were the Bidens and Biden had those documents, I promise you that Bill Barr would not be calling for a special counsel. He would be calling for Joe Biden's head because that's what Donald wanted and that's what he would have done. He would have called for an indictment. Here's the thing, though, Bill, and I, and I love our debates, by the way. Bill, Bill Barr's a loser, though, so I can give you the Bill Barr example. Bill Barr did exactly what you said and appointed John Durham and basically gave John Durham the mandate. Just make crap up, go after whoever, right? And John Durham, in the two trials that he brought, are 0 for 2. So to use Bill Barr as an example, I think we would all be incredibly disappointed if at the end of this, Jack Smith went 0 for 2 and lost the two major cases of Donald Trump the way Bill Barr shot from the hip. Going back to the timeline, you talk about when Christina Bob signed the attestation. It wasn't six months later. It wasn't a year later where Merrick Garland acted. It was less than 30 days later or about 35 days later, to be fair, because the attestation was signed June 3rd of 2022. The affidavit was the affidavit for a search warrant was submitted to the magistrate judge on August 5th of 22. And That's then on the August 8th, though, Ben, That's and then August go back, go back and check. When was the very first time 
that Donald Trump and his cohorts were contacted by NARA and by DOJ requesting the return of documents that they knew were in his possession. That, that nonsense was going on for a year and a half. So my point is, yes, you ask, say, hey, we understand you have these documents. We need them back. And at that point in time, when you got the bullshit answer, we have no documents, we don't know what you're talking about, that's when they should have moved on this. Not sit yeah. and placate a petulant child. Yeah. Yep. The NARA was involved throughout uh, 2021. The DOJ got the referral February or March of 2022. But also remember what happened after the search warrant was executed at Mar-a-Lago. Remember in late August, Donald Trump filed that motion with Judge Eileen Cannon in the Southern District of Florida. She accepted jurisdiction. She blocked the Department of Justice from engaging in further investigation using that. The Department of Justice had to go all the way up to the Supreme Court, then back down, then back up to the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals. That process took about five months because a Trump-appointed stooge who broke the law, accepted jurisdiction, and blocked the DOJ from engaging in the investigation. So my overall point here, though, is that with Donald Trump being armed with all of these tools, because everyone's like, if this was a regular citizen, they would be arrested by him. Of course they would be. The reality, reality is, winner, Ben. Reality winner. It, they basically, one document, she ended up with a five-year sentence. The thing started and finished in under four months. And but she's not months. And, 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 but because, because the laws are different for people like you and me and our than they are for Donald Trump, that they are for members of Congress, that now we have two separate sets of rules and laws that we have to follow. I get it. Former president, many of them, including Joe Biden, has documents. Uh, Bill Clinton had documents that somehow were there, no problem. Once you are told that we know that you have these documents, we need them back, all right, and we want an attestation that you didn't copy, duplicate, show them, et cetera, and he refused to do it, that's when they need to move. Because again, Ben, if that was you, certainly if it was me, it would be, again, 48 hours, like my case ended up in 48 hours, not two years, all right? And I want to say this. Yeah, fuck that. Because we can sit and we can waste an entire <laughs> hour on this. All right? I really it's, a good, it's, this. it's an important debate, though. Yes, but we're not talking about the letters from Kim Jong-un. The love letters. We're not talking about the additional love letters from <laughs> Vladimir Putin. From Mohammed Ben Salman. The love letters. We're not talking about the additional love letters from Vladimir Putin or from Mohammed Ben Salman. We're talking about top secret documents, some of which were nuclear in nature, some just the love letter. We're not talking about the addition. Nuclear documents. Vladimir Putin. Or from Mohammed Ben Salman. 
We're talking about top secret documents, some of which were nuclear in nature, some the love letters. We're not talking about the additional love letters from Vladimir Putin or from Mohammed Ben Salman. We're talking about top secret documents, some of which were nuclear in nature, some the love letters. We're not talking about the additional love letters from Vladimir Ahmed Ben <laughs> We're talking about top secret documents, some of which were nuclear in nature. Some dealt with our allies, like Israel, uh, or I think there was also some about France, uh, about Macron. I mean, this is not a joke. This is our... That's at risk. And if you're going to allow two years from the time you find out that Cypher Donald has the document, the time that you're finally going to be in a position to bring it to Merrick Garland to decide to put a grand jury together in order to indict, which will ultimately take place, what, maybe 10, 11 months by the time this bullshit finishes? before, you know, the presidential election of 2024, this is a real problem. At least it's a problem in my mind, all right? We don't, we don't know what those documents are. We just know that they're top secret, and the fact that he had them, and the fact that he refused to return them, this sounds to me like a simple case. It's a simple case to put on. The same thing as I, as I maintain. I think Bonnie Willis's case is much easier to put on, certainly, than the January 6th case, because that case is complicated. With the question being, are there a different set of laws that apply to people like Biden, Obama, Trump, whoever, unfortunately, the answer is yes, and not just symbolically. There are actually different laws, and what they have, based on their role as commander-in-chief, are a set of privileges and a set of assumptions of immunity that other people don't have. It is total BS that that exists, but our founders, in their infinite wisdom, when they created the Constitution, and as our Supreme Court over centuries has ultimately um, determined through what Article 2 uh, stands for, which sets forth the powers of the presidency, is that presidents have vast immunity. Presidents have almost, their power is significant. It's been the doctrine of the unitary executive for decades has been stretched. So there is a little bit of a difference. Unfortunately, I would rather it not be the case, but this is why voting matters. This is why when we see what happens with Ron DeSantis, why it is that we can never elect people who are freaking morons, 
and who are fascists. Yeah, By the way, I want to talk a fascists, lot about though. DeSantis, but let me show you this clip. If it wasn't disastrous enough, his Twitter spaces announcement. This is what he said after, like, not being able to figure out how to use Twitter spaces and, and it being glitchy. He went on Fox, and this is what went down. Play this clip. Political Beatdown, uh, latest uh, show. If you are elected president, you may be the first one in a while uh, to have worn the uniform. How would you address the ongoing war in Eastern Europe between Russia and Ukraine on day one of a Ron DeSantis presidency? Well, first, I think what we need to do as a veteran is recognize that our, our military uh, has become politicized. Uh, you talk about gender ideology, Woke military. you talk about things like global warming that they're somehow concerned, and that's not the military that I served in. We need to return our military uh, to focusing on uh, commitment, focusing on the core values and the core mission. That would be something that I could take care of on day one. Uh, there'll be a new sheriff in town as commander-in-chief. And I think you'll see recruiting start to get back to where it needs to be because people don't want to join a woke military. And I think it's been really, really problematic. Look, in terms of what's going on over in Eastern Europe, um, you know, I'd like to see a settlement of this. I do not want to see a wider war. I think it's completely unknowable what it will look like in January of 2025. Uh, but I would not want to see the United States with our troops uh, get enmeshed uh, in a war in Russia or in Ukraine. Cohen, I want to get your response to that and more about what went down. But first, let's take a quick break. Ben Mycel is here. Breathe some life That's into nice. your own backyard with fastgrowingtrees.com. A one of his, a one of his, um, you know, guests at the event. I, it's salty. If you have it, throw that thing up. It is nauseating. This is the oh, in 24 hours. That's a Donald Trump bullshit line. I'm gonna 24 hours. I could resolve this. In, thing. Let me tell you something, you asshole. You can't resolve shit in 24 hours. All right. That's the funniest thing. They all say this thing. Uh, that's it. I want to run for the presidency. I can resolve everything in 24 hours. First of all, the debt ceiling, 24 hours, I'll use articles. Uh, I'll go right to the 14th Amendment and I'm going to pass the debt ceiling. I'm going to now wipe it out. I'm going to add another five members to the Supreme Court, and we're going to overturn the Dobbs decision. At the same point in time, I'm going to come up with an immigration plan in 24 hours. I'm going to figure this whole thing out. Taxes, I'm going to lower taxes. I'm going to lower oil because I'm going to start drilling uh, you know, somewhere here in the United States where we have $300 billion. I mean, they all make these things. I'm going to build the wall and no, we don't need Mexico to pay for it because we're going to have so much money from my oil, the $350 billion barrels of oil that we have here in America, more than Iran, more than Saudi Arabia, all of them combined. We're going to take that money and we're going to build the wall. Vote for Michael, all right? These fucking idiots with their 24 hours. This asshole can't figure out shit in 24 hours. And I hate the fact that they say it because these mental midgets that are there that don't understand anything about politics, they don't understand how government works, they're buying into this bullshit that people like Death Santis and Dump, you know, keep spilling out and, you know, and grifting off of and so on 24 hours. Sure, you know, give him 24 years and he may even start to get close. We've got the clip of DeSantis wiping his slot on some of the Crazy. Yeah, that's that. Okay. okay, don't back down. We won't. 
ridiculous. Um, Listen, but, I want to find out who the guy is that, you know, that got his jacket, you know, snotted by Ron DeSantis. And I think we need to send a, a cleaning bill to the DeSantis campaign. I mean, that's just disgusting. Can you imagine he's sitting there and he's wiping his dirty hand on some guy's jacket, unbeknownst to the guy who's there? You know, I guess it must be some sort of a fundraiser. That's the guy who we want as the president? How about that Dr. Evil laugh of his? There's something so wrong with him. There's something so wrong with dump. Are you going to try to tell me that in this country that we don't have people better than Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis in order to run, you know, for their party? I mean, look, there are others uh, that are out there. Why they just get no traction? Why these two dopes are getting it? I don't have an answer. I really I, don't I, have an answer. It goes to I, I, show you how poor our political system, you know, really functions and operates. How someone yeah. like a George Santos can win a seat and stay in. How someone like a Kevin McCarthy could be the Speaker of the House. There's something really going on in our country that it's really dangerous. And somewhere along the line, Ben, you know, with political beatdown, with a Midas Touch Network, with Mayor Culpa, with all with all the things, we really, you, you hit the nail right on the head. Vote, 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 all right? And as we're voting, make sure you keep saying gay, 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 right? And get rid of the DeSantis's, get rid of the Trumps, get rid of these folks that have a problem with somebody else, that have a problem with how you want to deal with your reproductive system, whether or not that's time that you're ready for a child, whether or not that, you know, you, you want to, you know, you, you want to love who you want to love. I mean, the fact that they stick their nose in to all of this other, you know, all this other business of people, instead of worrying about the country, it really goes to show you that we've lost our way and we need to find it and we need to get back to normalcy. There was a story that broke also right before we went live from uh, the insider about how Lauren Boebert's son a few months back had called the police uh, and said that uh, his father um, was attacking him and grabbing him and then Lauren Boebert grabbed the phone and said I'm his mom you know and just basically like hung up on the police and the bottom line is that what they try and then by the way that day she she posted on Twitter some religious message about Jesus this or, or, or whatever it is and it was like you know Lauren Boebert you need to stop focusing on what other private citizens want to do to be happy in our own lives like please just let us be alone but when you talk about Lauren Boebert or Santos or DeSantis or Trump or McCarthy there was a theme in all of the people that you named and it's not both sides right you, you named all of these people who are the face of the modern-day Republican Party. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Jim Jordan, uh, Paul Gosar, James Holy, you got, you know, uh, Mark Meadows. I mean, you got them all, Matt Gates, you know, Marjorie Toilet Greene, all of them. They're, they're fucking nuts. That's and here's really the thing, like, it, you know, and the reality is that McCain won in 2008. You know, I think McCain would have made a great president. You know, I think if Mitt Romney won in 2012, I think that I probably would have disagreed with Romney on a lot of things. But 
I think that Romney has the nation's interest in, in his heart. And I think Romney would be a competent person who would not be saying America should default on its debt and would not be saying the woke mental virus. And so the, the virus, if you will, because everything's projection that the MAGA Republicans have said is a Trump virus. The modern day Republican Party is now the Trump MAGA Republican Party. It is who they are. And you compare what's going on with Trump and DeSantis here. Right before we went live, this was the Democratic leader in the House of Representatives, Hakeem Jeffries. Just watch the difference. This is what the Democratic leader was like. Play this clip. And so we helped make sure we avoided a default three times, notwithstanding the fact that in our country's 247-year history, 25% of the nation's debt was racked up under the four years of the Trump administration. How dare you lecture America about fiscal responsibility with that shameful record? Notwithstanding the fact that you've racked up unprecedented amounts of debt to subsidize the rich, the richest amongst us, and big corporations. We never threatened the default. But yet here we are, a few days from America being unable to pay our bills because you've made a political calculation that you will be successful in 2024 if you crash the economy. That's wrong. That's cruel. That's un-American, because you'll be hurting veterans, hurting children, hurting seniors, hurting young people, hurting everyday Americans. And that's why Democrats are here today in Washington, fighting hard against this unreasonable manufactured default crisis. Powerful, normal, decent, filled with humanity, like, that's why when people say to me, you know, when, when I, I, sometimes I speak at these events, and, some, and I always get asked, do you think going to Georgetown Law helped you start a political media company? I get that question a lot, and I often say, I don't, believe, I don't view this as, as, like, fully political. Like, in many ways, the beatdown in political beatdown is, we want to beat down on the idea that basic common sense, facts, decency is political in the first place. It isn't. This is about humanity and decency. And it's not Democrats who are politicizing it. When MAGA Republicans are saying that trans people shouldn't exist, and that's what they're saying, and a Democrat is saying, treat people like a human being. That's not politicizing an issue. That's not Democrats engaging in a culture war. You're calling for the killing of human beings. That's what it's about. When you're out there shooting your AR-15s at Bud Light cans because they support Pride or LGBTQ+, it's not a culture war to be like, can you stop doing yeah. that, you yes, crazy and, people? Yes, agreed with you. But I want to change. I want to add one thing because I'm not a hundred percent in line with what you're saying. Yes, the Democrats, Joe Biden, I'm telling you, he is a very decent human being with a lot of empathy. Hakeem Jeffries, the same, makes perfect sense 
he is a decent, decent person. Here's the problem. I know what I want as an American citizen. I know what you want as an American citizen. And I know what our brigaders want as American citizens. We want results. Personally, I don't care if you do it with a nasty tongue like I have. I don't care if you tell Putin to go fuck himself in Macy's window. I don't give a shit about any of that. Kick Marjorie Taylor Greene right in her ass, right, while walking down her, you know, or give her a slap across the side of the head because she's sitting there with an AR-15 on her lapel, which is reprehensible after so many children, after so many innocent people are gunned down day in and day out and day in and day out, and all we do is send an emoji with the hands, prayers, and thoughts, and bullshit. These are lost lives, and there's nothing more precious than, than human life. We're looking for results, and that's why Donald Trump 